You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. This is an episode of What's Up in Dramaland with Saya and Anissa. This episode, we take a break from news since we've had some heavy news stories lately and focus on May premieres. There are a bunch we're excited for, so we have fun discussing our most likely incorrect expectations. Also, don't forget to send us your questions for our 100th episode mailbag extravaganza. Email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com with whatever query strikes your fancy, in text or voice note form. Thank you so much, beloved listeners and patrons. We can't do this without you. You can find our page, with special bonus content, at patreon.com slash dramasoverflowers. This month, we bring you Kensington's newest title from Vanessa Riley, an Earl, the Girl, and a Toddler. Surviving a shipwreck en route to London from Jamaica, Jamina St. Moore was alone, amnesiac, and imprisoned in Bedlam, freed only because barrister Daniel Thackeray, Lord Ashbrook, was convinced to betray the one thing he holds dear, the law. Jamina's only chance to uncover her identity is to purloin dangerous secrets with the help of secret society, the Widow's Grace, and stay steps ahead of the formidable and alluring Daniel. Married by proxy, widowed by shipwreck, Daniel is determined to protect his little stepdaughter from his family's scandalous reputation by remaining as upstanding and boring as he can be. But the closer he comes to the mysterious Jamina, the more Daniel is tempted to break the law to which he's devoted his life. As ruthless adversaries close in, will the truth require these two to sacrifice their one chance at happiness? You can find an Earl, the Girl, and a Toddler wherever books are sold. Find out more at kensingtonbooks.com. And now, let's jump in to the premieres of May. Hi everyone, this is Saya. And this is Anissa. And today we're without Borma. So sad. I think this is our first... I mean, we've, we recorded one episode without her, but that was like a lost episode. That, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah, so this is the first time it's just the two of us. It feels strange. Oh, that is weird. We're going to keep it short, just uh, just upcomings, because it is Ramadan and we're both fasting and we're like a little sleep deprived. <laughs> Things are very hectic. Or a lot. I don't think I've slept for three weeks, although that's not... Be- it's not because of fasting it's because my work is really intense in Ramadan as well yeah so So, and and for once in the last few months there isn't like a big emergency news story making us have to talk about something upsetting so yeah (laughs) so we're just gonna do upcomings okay shall we go into our May premieres let's do it okay go all right so there's 10 dramas premiering in May so many so many the first one is called Bosam, Stealing Destiny, or also known as Bosam, Steal the Fate. It's um, premiering on May 1st, so it premiered yesterday as of this recording. And it's on both MBN and Vicky. It's a 60-minute drama, 20 episodes. It's a saga. So it stars Jung Idu and Kwan Yuri. Is that Yuri of Girls' Generation? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And Shin Hyun-soo and... The plot goes like this. It tells the story of a person who accidentally kidnaps a princess. How do you do that, dude? <laughs> but anyway, okay. I'm very I'm very skeptical. Bawu engages in the practice of connecting widows who had no hopes of getting remarried with new husbands. At a young age, he was framed for conspiracy by someone. Though he could escape with his life, he has had to hide his identity and live in poverty since. The drama is set during the reign of King Guanghe and revolve around Bao and Princess Su Kyung. It will be a story of life and love that touches upon the oppression 
experienced by women and the impoverished. That's interesting. Bao was played by Zhang Wei by the way. I'm surprised by the network. I mean, the story sounds heavier than the network. Isn't MBN a music channel? Um, but they they do dramas occasionally. It's just not one of the big cable networks. They mm. like they they tend to do lower budget stuff. So yeah, I'm not sure. This doesn't look low budget though, does it? And a saga never is. Right, and it's not a even a fusion. Is. It's like a proper, like you know, a serious saga. It seems like it. Yeah, mm. it's interesting. I'm amused by how Jongiru seems to have like found his permanent home in Saguk. He's like, stop doing everything else, which actually, you know, he's great in Saguk. Like he did uh, Hechi last year. Was it last year or the year before? And um, like he just does Saguk after Saguk. It's great. But I haven't watched any yet. Yeah, I think he's better in Saguk, actually. He is. He's really good. I think, I don't know, like I remember the last time I watched him in a contemporary drama it's just like something feels days. off <laughs> something feels wrong no it wasn't oh, 49 days did you days. watch uh what was it sweet munchies was that what it was called i did not i did not watch that oh cinderella and the four nights was that the one you watched no I, oh, okay. i'm talking about something like a lot i think it was like the thing that he did after ilajime so it's been a while what did he do after ilajime i don't know i honestly he's not one of my my favorite actors so so I remember one of the sagas I've watched him in is Diary of a Night Watchman, which was not a great show, but he was pretty good in it. And then I watched, um, Ilji- actually, I got really bored of Iljimir and I dropped it. It was so boring. I don't know why it got epic ratings. It was very pretty, but it was very slow. I also couldn't finish it. It was mm. it was like really gorgeously filmed um, and he was very pretty in it and everything was pretty. And I was just like, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was so bored. Oh. I think my best Chongiru is 49 Days. So okay, so the last thing I saw him in is Flower Boy Ramen Shop. No, oh, I watched I, something I else that. after Flower Boy Ramen Shop, which like he played the second lead in, and I was just like, eh. Was it um, High Kick? I, I don't no, know. that was a guest role. Girl, it's been like 10 years. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been 10 years since Flower Boy Ramen Shop. I watched that while it was airing. Wow. I hated that drama so much. Sorry to everyone who liked it. I had issues with it. Like, I mean, I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but I had a lot of issues with it. So, anyway. So that's <laughs> Bossam, Steal the Fate. Oh, one more thing I just want to add. I don't know if yeah. this is still true, but this was definitely true for, what is, oh, Diary of a Night Watchman, aka Night Watchman's Journal, and all the sagas he'd done beforehand. Like, his mum makes his handbook. Really? Yeah, she's like a designer, I think a designer, and like like she specializes in handbook. So all of his clothes in all the saga he wears are always like, all the saga he does are always like made by her. And that's something that I don't have a source for right now, but I looked it up and read about this many years ago. Oh, that's so cool. No wonder it's he looks really so cool. at home and like mm. natural when he wears them. More than in suits, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Nice tidbit, Zaya. Good job. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. So the next drama is Youth of May, which is coming up on May the 3rd. And that is uh, a Monday, Tuesday drama on KBS, which is a 12 episode, surprisingly. We haven't had that for a little while no that's 
Alive. No, we've been having, having more 12 hour. episode dramas. Mm. Like Luca was 12 episodes. That was recent. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Because yeah. <laughs> I didn't finish watching it. <laughs> I actually didn't either, but I was really enjoying it. I just got so distracted. yeah, I just dropped it by accident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got distracted by Sisyphus. Yes, <laughs> and once I was writing about that, I didn't have time for anything else. Um, I'm actually I'm pretty excited about this one. It is a mellow, it seems. I'm also looking forward to this. Yeah, and the stars Idohyun, Kominshi, Isangi, and Gumseok. And this is a pairing. I haven't watched Sweet Home, but I understand that they were siblings. Uh, Gominshi and Ido Hyun were siblings, were siblings in Sweet Home, and now they're romantic <laughs> leads. So that's interesting. I like them both individually in the dramas I've seen them. I think it's it's no, n- not new news how much I like Ido Hyun, but like Gominshi, I watched her in uh, that Kim Sona drama a couple of years ago. Oh, whose title I can't remember. Oh, was that the one with like the missing lost children and the detective? No, it was. Was it that one? Because I, uh, I thought of that, but then I thought, no, no, no. It was the one where she. Oh, Secret Boutique. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's what it was called, Secret yeah. Boutique. Yeah, she was really good in that, but also very underused. Like, I like her. She has this kind of um, serious, like, an ability to be serious and dark while being quite like really interesting as well did you yeah i've only seen her i did not i've only seen her in like minor roles like she plays a pretty minor role in um smile has left your eyes i saw her i didn't finish that drama um and then she plays a small role in live Mm -hmm. um but she i've i mean she's always seemed good so Mm. And she seems well cast for for this drama, which, uh, so the plot goes, this drama is about two young people who become swept up in the Gwangju uprising that happened in May 1980. Uh, Yi Do-hyun plays Hwang Hite, who's a troublemaker who hates anything predictable. His life is described as a war on prejudice, and in order to break the prejudice against sons raised by single mothers, he earns top grades and even enters Seoul National University for medicine. He also plays the guitar. I love how they, like, in every role that he does, that Ido Hyun, they, they get him on the guitar. It's like, we cannot let his guitar play go twist. And he <laughs> enjoys going to music cafes. Like, so I'm just going to in- interrupt the synopsis to say, like, he has this sort of special appearance in um, Beyond Evil, where his role is ba- basically to sit in a music cafe and play a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the younger version of um, Shin Hakyun in that. <laughs> anyway, so due to unexpected events, he ends up experiencing the harshest May of his life. And Gobinshi plays Kim Myungi, who is a hardworking nurse who uh, leaves home and is now living in Gwangju all by herself. Although she's not friendly enough to comfort crying patients, she's smart and skillful enough to find the proper blood vessel at once. She's more like a warrior than an angel, and unlike her beautiful appearance, she has a cold exterior. Kim Seok plays Yi Suryun, who is Kim Myungi's best friend. She has an easygoing personality that jars with her preppy appearance. Coming from a wealthy family, she feels the responsibility to be a front-runner in securing justice in societal issues. And the last main character is 
uh, Lee Soo Chun, who's played by Lee Sang Yee, and he is uh, he is Suryon's older brother. He's helping his father with the family business after returning from studying abroad in France. So it's a pretty serious drama. I think they've cast the right people for this. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with the Gwangju uprising, it was a student protest that happened in Gwangju, and basically what happened is the government deployed a military police to basically violently suppress these protests, and um, they killed a lot of people. It was really horrifying, um, and for a long time. They basically surrounded the city and they cut off all communications with the rest of the country. Um, so nobody in the rest of South Korea even knew what was happening for days. And it, it was, it's a, I mean, you can read about it. It's a very, but they were like, it was during the time um, of when it was under a military dictatorship and people were protesting for like pro-democracy. Mm. Um, and it was mostly students, but there was just a lot, it was just a lot of like just civilians that were just like mowed down by these you know, military police. It was, it's very brutal. Mm. Um, and it's like a lingering, ongoing trauma that is often talked about in like books and, you know, in different types of media because it's pretty, it's, you know, pretty recent. Mm. It's very painful. So. And for if anyone was wondering why the drama Snowdrop had a lot of controversy around like the uh, storyline that they chose to go with that, um, that also relates to what happened during that time. So. It happens to yeah, it too. happens to what relates to, to during that time, but it's like glamorizing and making a main character yeah. one of the people who like actually mm. committed the violence. So people were like not having it mm. for good reason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to this. I enjoy how it's um like it's called the Youth of May and it's premiering right at the v- In May. beginning of May. Yes. Yeah. Nicely done, drama. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously going to be very heavy and serious and it's going to make me cry but um i do like things that are set in like recent kind of period stuff that's set mm-hmm. during recent events also if you want another recommendation of something that's set at this time uh taxi driver mm. with um the film yes not to be confused with the drama yes the korean film not to be confused with the american film <laughs> and also not to be confused with the currently airing drama yes, taxi yes. driver here yeah. Um, that one is about, uh, it stars the great, uh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Shall I look at, let, let me Why look can I, quickly. no, I mean, I know his name. Why am I blanking? <laughs> the, the lead actor in Parasite. I also can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember either. Oh my gosh. I know exactly who it is. Yeah, I know. I can see his face. And I just, yes. my brain is blanking out. Song Kang-ho. Song Kang-ho. Oh my God. I feel like such an idiot. Anyway. It stars the great Song Kang Ho as a as a taxi driver that's hired by this German um, reporter to drive him from Seoul to Guangzhou, and it's based on a real uh, like a true story. So that one and, made me sob my eyes out. And Anissa has written a review for that, and we'll leave a link for that in the description. So do go and read it; it's an excellent review. Oh, thank you. Everything you write is excellent. At this point, I need better words. <laughs> I mean, right by gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shall we go on to drama number three? Yes, let's do that. So the third one is premiering on May 7th. It's called Imitation, and it will be on KBS, and it is going to also be 12 episodes. But this and also Youth of May are like 70-minute episodes, so mm-hmm. not quite as short. <laughs> but still 12 episodes is 12 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it stars Jung Ji-so, 
and Lee Jun Young and Park Juyan and Jung Yoon Ho are like all listed as main roles. So Jung Ji So plays Imaha, who's a member of the K-pop girl group Tea Party, fake girl group, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> Despite the group's lack of popularity, Maha has received some media attention due to her physical resemblance to the popular solo singer La Rima, who is played by Park Jian. During a reality TV program where idols participate in sporting events, Maha accidentally injures Hyuk, who's a member of the famous boy group Shax, <laughs> who is played by... Yeah, these names are killing me. <laughs> yeah. Another member of Shax, Kwon Ryuk, who is Lee Jun Young's character, develops a dislike of Maha as a result of both the incident and her attempts to gain popularity by imitating Rima. However, the two are forced to cross paths on television programs and when they're cast in a drama together. Meanwhile, Maha's childhood friend and fellow idol, Lee Jin, who's the second lead, I'm guessing, from the group Sparkling, has feelings for Maha and tries to shield her from what he believes are Ryuk's negative intentions towards her. I don't think that this There's is what this drama is. In this drama. I don't think that this is a satire of K-pop, but I really want it to be. <laughs> oh, our listeners who are K-pop fans are going to come after me. I'm sorry. I apologize. They've never come after us yet. There's always a first time, Saya. Don't tempt fate. <laughs> I mean, but I just feel like because of the names, it could be a satire. It's also based on a webtoon. So it might be like a loving send-up. You know, like it seems like it could be a loving send-up of K-pop bands, not like a mean, <laughs> you know, satire. Mm. But that would be fun. That would be really fun. Or they could just be playing it straight and that would be fun in a completely different way. That could also like that be fun. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I mean, as I said about law school this week after watching fi episodes five and six, like you can be super dramatic and like lean into the drama while also having enough self-awareness to know that you're being that your show is ridiculous <laughs> and have humor, which is like why Vincenzo and Sky Castle work so well. Like they mm -hmm. were super dramatic. But they didn't take themselves too seriously, and they were really funny, too. Mm -hmm. So that, that can be done. Law school is not pulling that off. Mm -hmm. It's it's too over the top. But um, I feel like whichever way this drama goes, Borma will be watching it. So report back, P. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does look like her kind of thing. I also find it really entertaining how like these names, like Maha and Rima, you're like, oh. They're very familiar <laughs> feeling. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking that. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. Your turn. Ooh, the next one's quite exciting. So we have mine, which is airing on May the 8th. That's a Saturday Sunday drama that's airing on TVN. And this is Lee Bo Young and Kim So Young, which is quite a high power female central pair, which is I'm ready for this. <laughs> so Mine is about strong and ambitious women who overcome the world's prejudices in order to find their true selves. Lee Bo Young plays So Yi Soo, who was a former top actress, but she gave up her career to marry the second son of Hyo Won Group, not Ji Sung. She does her <laughs> best to fit in as a daughter-in-law of that family. She acts confidently all the time to not lose her true self. And Kim So Young plays Jung So Hyun, who, on the other hand, is married to the first son of the same Chebol family. She's also the daughter of a Chebol family herself, and she's elegant, intelligent, and very rational. This sounds like Sky Castle on Chebol steroids and only adults. 
I guess yeah. penthousey, but with just two people. I mean, I haven't watched Penthouse, but it sounds penthousey. Yeah, I also haven't. But like, isn't Penthouse full of like murder and stuff? I don't know. <laughs> I we, mean, we haven't seen Penthouse clearly. The elegant older sister of Penthouse, perhaps. Yeah, not the trashy younger, <laughs> the young, trashy younger sibling. <laughs> the Jane and not the Lydia in this situation. Yes, absolutely. That's perfect. Actually, yes. <laughs> And you have, I'm speaking of Sky Castle, you have Kim So-young, who was mm. the iconic, like, evil tutor from Sky Castle, playing one of the sisters, one of the sisters-in-law, so, yeah. The writer? Oh, yeah. Has done Melting Me Softly. So, so that's, that's... concerning. It is. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's my one, um... Maybe they learned from Melting Me Softly. Well, also, the other show that she did that was kind of similar to this thematically was Woman of Dignity, and that was, like, in also 2017. Not that good. It wasn't well-received internationally. It was very mukjang but it was, like, huge in Korea. It was super oh, popular. True. So it might be a good hit, but I'm not going to be watching it, because this writer also did Strong Woman Do Bang Soon. Oh, I no. yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. So those are not female characters I enjoy, basically. So I'm not, <sighs> I'm not going to be checking this one out. But I, I wish Ibo Young and Kim So Young all the best in a female-centered drama that they richly deserve. I want to say that Ibo Young makes good drama choices, but I feel like she hasn't lately. Yeah, not since Whisper. Whisper was really. I don't know. She was just decoration. She wasn't even decoration. She was. Do you feel like they've started putting her in the Ajuma box since she's had kids? Like, I feel like that's maybe it's just like an unfair industry thing. They're like, oh, you have babies now. You just have to play like Mukjang leads. I don't know. Oh, I didn't think of it that way. I actually thought that those were the choices that she was making in her characters. But you could be right. I guess we don't really have a way of knowing. It's possible that those are the roles she's getting. I don't know. I am mm. just. You know, but then misogyny that, wouldn't be a new thing. She did so. have that drama with Yujite, the one, the recent one. And that was a melodrama romance. Maybe she's so. just more interested in doing melodramas these days. Maybe. Yeah. I, I haven't seen her recent stuff because I don't really watch a lot of melodramas. <laughs> yeah. I was curious to check out the Yujite one, but I mean, I heard a lot of people enjoying it. So let me just look up the name of that. Is that When My Love Blooms? Oh, that's the one. Yeah. It seemed like that was well-received internationally as well. So, good drama. Right, and she did Mother. Mother was amazing. And Mother, you said, was really, really good, so... Oh, that was after Whisper, wasn't it? That was the one she did after Whisper, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Whisper was so bad, Mother had to be good. But she was amazing in Mother. She really was. She's really good at these sort of intense, melodramatic characters. And maybe... I don't know. I feel like her character choices do have a consistent through line. Like you can see a certain preference coming out in the roles that she chooses. Yeah. And I mean, she is big enough where like she probably does get a lot of roles. So, mm. I mean, good for them. Good for her and Jisung for just like being a power couple. And mm. honestly, like if melodrama is your bread and butter, that's a great gig because, like, if you like doing melodramas, like, you'll always have a career in mm. K-drama. So. No matter your age as well. It's exactly. one of those, it's a exactly. genre that's very generous to older uh, actors. Yes. So, good for her. Mm. After saying all that, I kind of want to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> but the writer! Oh, the writer. I yeah. watched all of Melting Me Softly for my sins. And, oh, goodness. 
That was. I mean, maybe this genre is better for this writer. I don't know. I also really love Kim So Young. I keep meaning to like. I wanted to check out her detective drama. Um, but I just, there were too many shows. There are too many shows. There too many. <laughs> yeah, it looked good, though, and she looked like such a badass in it. Oh, that was the one, um, was that, uh, which one was that? That's not Dark it was, Hill, is it? No, it was no. Nobody Knows. Oh, no, oh, oh, yeah. everyone said a lot of good stuff yeah. about that. That's on my watch list. Me too. She has such a, like, a fey kind of sly, cat-like yeah, way she to does. her. She's just so, and, like, in a good way. I know I... I dumped on mm. Sokong Jun for looking like a cat but um <laughs> that was like because I couldn't take him seriously but she's like like a sphinx you know like she's mm, she's she really she's is. so good at being like creepy and like ambiguous and you don't know if you could trust her and oh she's just so good like that role of being the the older chival daughter-in-law slash daughter that's like yes she's perfect yeah she is so good at playing like the most powerful person in the room solely on the basis of her charisma, you know. Mm. And Yi Bo-young is perfect at being that sort of the rebel, the fighter, the person who's going to, st- like, she'll stab you with a banana if need be. That's a reference to God's Gift for anybody who hasn't watched it. Ah, uh, okay, I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Which she's amazing in as well. I mean, is it yes. a frozen banana? Because how else would you stab no, someone with banana. it? it's an banana. Uh, well, it would be, I mean, it wouldn't be a spoiler. Um, actually, hold on, let me take that back. She was amazing in that drama, but her character was quite a little bit more flawed. That was a Josunga drama all the mm. way. Mm. Okay. Anyway. All right, let's move on to, we're going on too many tangents, Saya. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, I'm not blaming okay. you. It's, it's, we're like, I don't know. It's maybe because we're fasting. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> maybe. Um, the Ooh, next one, like the next one. I'm really excited for this. So this is probably the one I'm most excited for. It's Doom at Your Service. It's premiering on May 10th, Monday, Tuesday on TVN. Also one hour and 10 minutes. And so was the last one we just talked about. Mine. Yes. That was also (laughs) 70 minutes an episode. Like the last four. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe that 10 minutes is the ad breaks or something. No, it never is. It's (laughs) actual drama time. Okay. Anyway. I will stop being whiny about long episodes. I think the only drama that I haven't minded that for is Vincenzo. But those are like eighty-minute episodes. They are 85. so long. They're they are like exhaustingly movies. long. Yeah, but they're I'm so good. I don't mind. Ninety minutes. I don't think it's, there's been one that's been ninety minutes. <sighs> I bet the finale will be. <laughs> the finale might be. I haven't watched the finale yet. Anyway, this stars Park Bo Young, So In Guk, Isuhak, and Kang Teo. So I am. I'm ready. Okay. So, Tak Dong-kyung, who's played by Park Bo-young, has been working hard ever since her parents passed away. Her life seemed more stable after working as a web novel editor for six years, but then she gets diagnosed with brain cancer. She blames her unlucky life. Wait, there's brain cancer in this? <laughs> oh, no. How did I miss that when I read this the first time? <laughs> no! Anyway, she blames her unlucky life and wishes to curse everything to disappear, which unintentionally calls... Myolmang, who is played by Soenguk, a messenger between humans and gods to appear. He says that he can grant her wishes. As her last hope, she makes a contract with Myolmang for a hundred days to live how she wants, risking her everything. So, it's a totally ridiculous premise, but I'm so excited for this pairing. I'm kind of wondering if this is like more like, you know that Shinhezon drama, what was it called? The angel one? Oh, Angel's, angel's Last, last mission, mission, colon, love. Yeah. That was a mess. <laughs> 
Like, is it more that or is it more sort of goblin? Like, it really would depend on the tone. Yeah, well, I mean, I think this is kind of going to be the thing, right? She's lonely and it does kind of remind me of Angel's Last Mission because you have Mm. this, like, woman who's basically by herself um, and the man who's, like, not supposed to fall in love with her because that's not his job. Mm. (laughs) He does anyway kind of thing. And then you have that whole, like... A human fall because in Goblin they were supposed to fall in love like that was the whole point he was waiting for his bride so I- there was no conflict in that aspect mm. the conflicts came from other things but here it's probably again the case of like you're not supposed to fall in love with the mortal that you signed a hundred day contract with <laughs> just oh, like yeah. if you're an angel yes, you're not supposed yes. to fall in love with it you know mm. and then there's all kinds of like divine or whatever yeah like rules that you're gonna mm. get run afoul of so and can and honestly, we take a going no honestly like angel's last mission was kind of a train wreck but i did enjoy that dynamic between the two of them Mm. um especially and i think if the male lead had been a better actor it would have been even more enjoyable i thought he was genuinely good he was cute like he wasn't bad Mm. it it was one of his better performances the problem in that drama wasn't the actors it was the the story like the actual the story was it was a mess but yeah. I liked that part of the story is what I'm saying. Mm. That worked yeah. for me. So. Yeah. And um, can we take a moment to appreciate the the wordplay of the title and the characters? So Myolmang is destruction. The literal title of this drama is, you know, one day destruction or, or doom, which is how they've translated it, came through my front door. So it's like she probably like cursed for like Myolmung upon everyone or like she called for Myolmung uh, and then he came so that's kind of it yeah. seems like it's it does seem like it's more towards the lighter side than the melodrama side I mean yes but she also has a hundred days to live so <laughs> it's like a ticking cl- yeah so which it's- is isn't that like um oh is uh O Master or O My Lady Lord, which has sort of got that kind of concept as well. I haven't been watching that, I have to confess. In that Emingi has an accident that he doesn't die from and there's this mysterious figure who tells him, you're on borrowed time now, you're, you're going to die pretty soon. And, you know, 49 days you'll mm-hmm. disappear, that kind of thing. Okay, I hadn't realised there was that aspect to it. You do forget about it most of the time, and then every so often they remind you with the guy in the white suit turning up again, who in this drama is, well, I mean, Soinguk is an actual character in Doom at Your Service. <laughs> Honestly, I just want to see Soinguk on my screen again. I, I I feel like it's been too long. The last thing you saw him in was the Stars drama, right? And I didn't finish it because oh. it was too good. Oh. <laughs> Barma finished it. I watched six episodes and I was like, oh my god. It was good and it was also like really intense. And also, mm. I watched the Japanese drama and the ending of the Japanese drama like devastated me. I was like wrecked. It was really oh, upsetting. No. So then I was like, this is really good. And also, Son Goku's going to kill me <laughs> by the end of this drama. This, this character sounds perfect for him though. It does. It does. He's really good at that like ambish kind of... Mm. Um, mischievous mysterious you know yeah. kind of vibe yeah and then you've got people like uh Isiuk and kang Teo, and both of them are like very good at what they do no matter what they can do mm. it yeah exactly so um, and you're enjoying kang Teo in um vincenzo right now right 
He's not in Vincenzo. Is he, he not was, in that? He Wait, was, was in he Run in? On. What did I just watch? Oh, Run On. Yes, yeah. that's it. But he was really good in that. Mm. Yeah, and it's. I know that not everybody loved Beauty Inside, mm. but it's that writer. I didn't watch it, so. Did you watch it? Parma watched it, and she was kind of unhappy with the way that they resolved the story at the end. Um, but I don't think it was like. I'm speaking for her right now, obviously. But my impression was that it was that she didn't like that handling of that plot point rather than like the entire drama just being badly written mm-hmm. i so. think i remember her having a lot of good things to say about she did show she did well. early on and then when she finished it she was like i kind of was disappointed with the ending which mm-hmm. is why i feel like it's more of like a plot decision rather than like just being terribly written throughout mm-hmm. but let's stop uh speculating about things <laughs> we haven't watched <laughs> Well, we know that Barama will definitely watch this because she will watch anything with Soong in yes, it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Therefore, you can rely on her to turn up in the next yak, probably, to tell us how this goes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to wait for her review. So, the next drama is called Move to Heaven, and that is going to air on May the 14th, and it's uh, just once a week on Friday. And it's a 10 episode, which is surprising. Yeah, 10 50-minute episodes, which is an interesting length. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's one that we definitely haven't seen before. No, we have not. But, like, when you listen to what it's about, you will feel that probably 10 is as much as you can handle. So this stars Lee Jae-hoon, uh, Tang Joon-sung, and Hong Seung-yi, and it's adapted from a non-fiction essay called Things Left Behind, uh, written by a professional trauma cleaner. What's a trauma cleaner? I have no idea. He deals with trauma, I guess. Uh, and that writer's name is Kim Sebyeol. Tang Joon-sung plays a character called Kuru, who is a young man with Asperger's syndrome. He works for his father's business, Move to Heaven. Their job is to arrange items left by deceased people. One day, Kuru's own father dies, and Kuru is left alone. But his uncle, Sangu, who is played by Lee Jae-hoon, suddenly appears in front of him. Sangu is a cold man. He was a martial artist who fought in underground matches. He went to prison because of what happened to his fight. And Sangu now becomes Kuru's guardian, and they run Move to Heaven together. This actually has a higher rating than most of the dramas that we've talked about so far. It's an 18+, plus, so this is probably going to be a lot more violent and have more profanity than the dramas we're used to watching. So it's definitely an intense show. Yeah, it sounds intense. And is I'm it, always is this a, a little... Netflix original? I it think? might be, yeah. I think it it's might a, be Netflix a Netflix original. original yeah. yeah. I wonder... Yeah, I'm always a little bit unsure about like stories that are centered around people with that are like neurodiverse because you never know how like who's making it and how good of a job they're gonna do but then considering that it's based on this work by a professional in the area yeah that does that is an interesting detail but it also seems like it's going to be really difficult to watch i'm guessing there's like a really mm. tragic backstory for the uncle who went to jail and most likely killed someone by accident that's probably going to be a thing that would that will be you know, mm. it I, looks sad. Yeah, I mean, I really like Lee Jae-hoon, but I don't know if I can watch this. Mm. I'm going to wait for other people to watch it and tell me, like, if if they review it. And yeah, I'll wait for some reviews and see how people are feeling about it. But Netflix originals, I found, tend not to really be my type of show. They seem to have, they're like, they're more experimental in certain mm. ways. And whereas I probably just enjoy conventional storytelling. I think, yeah, I think I, f- I feel that way too. Because they did um, 
Persona was a Netflix original, and so was... That was like the the series of films starring IU. And then there was... What was that one with Jung Yumi? The, what, the, ner- the School Nurse Files. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was also quite different. Mm, and people and were home. kind of... Yeah, they either kind of loved it or they really disliked it because mm. it was very, very different. It's not not like yeah. a traditional K-drama structure yeah. of storytelling, for sure. Yeah, And this seems like it's that kind of Agreed. format. Yeah, I mean, I think like one of the main reasons that we came to K-drama was for the format. So I'm I'm not like opposed to trying new things, but also yeah. love have like my comfort level with what yeah. works for me, you know. I think when it comes to violence and stuff, if the violence isn't serving the story, because I've watched and the like, I think Bad Guys it was, maybe, uh, the second one, City of Evil, Bad Guys, City of Evil, which it just it just had a lot of violence for no reason, and you're like, mm. oh, another ten minute fight where nothing happens and it's just a lot of people beating each other yeah although like because this is shorter they're probably not gonna pad it with a lot of unnecessary you know fluff or violence (laughs) i think fluff is the opposite (laughs) fluff is i mean i meant fluff in the not in the literal sense but filler yeah filler exactly punchy and blasty filler not fluffy filler anyway anyway moving on I am excited for the next one. So the next one is called Fly Butterfly. It's going to air on May 24th on JTBC. It's 16 episodes. And it's actually an hour. Yay. (laughs) First one on the list. (laughs) And it stars Kim Hyung-gi and Che Daniel and Oh Yoona. All of them are wonderful and lovely. And what I'm really excited about, though, is that it's written by Park Yun-sun, who wrote Age of Youth 1 and 2 and White Christmas and Alone in Love, which is still my favorite thing of hers. It's kind of a different story that I wouldn't normally watch, but for the writer, I think I'm going to watch it. So it's set at a hair salon called Fly High Butterfly, and it follows the workers there. So Keep em is, or sorry, no. Keep, keep em. Keep em, keep em yeah, which means <laughs> yeah. happiness. And that's Kim Young-gi's character, is in her early 20s and works at Fly High Butterfly as an assistant intern. An assistant intern? <laughs> That's rough, girl. I feel for you. She works with Does that three. Mean she's the assistant to the intern who is like basically also an assistant. I don't know. She works with three other assistant interns. I guess it's like a rough hierarchical structure at hair salons. If uh, you know, if record of youth is to be believed. So her her fellow assistant interns are Muyel, Teacher Wu, and Suri. And Kipum works hard, but she has a hard time dealing with customers. Sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. Kwang <laughs> Su, who's played by Che Daniel, is a hairstylist at Fly High Butterfly. He's enthusiastic at his job and he works with hair salon director Michelle, who is played by Oyuna, also known as the Queen of My Heart, and hairstylist mm-hmm. Jen, who's played by Shimanu. Um, I think I fell in love with Oyuna's acting in Alone in Love. When I saw her in Alone in Love, she plays like a not a main role, but kind of like a second lead role. She's, she's like a single mother in that. So good. I, I just I just want to hear Park Yun-sun's dialogue again <laughs> and see her characters. I don't even care if it's in a, set in a hair salon. Those are my feelings. <laughs> I'm just shocked by how big Kim Hyung-gi is right now. Because I have watched her in 
her very young days. She was brothers. a baby. And she now was she's a not a baby anymore. Tiny. I mean, how old is she now? She's enormous. She's twenty. I love. I love that she started her career with the animal film Hardy Paws with Yusungo. <laughs> like that's oh! the cutest thing ever. <laughs> I want. I want to watch that now. Oh. That was fifteen years ago. Wow. I want to watch it now. It sounds like a perfect comfort watch. <laughs> I also saw her in. It was a drama with Ijinki, uh, Hero, Hero, which nobody's heard of, but I really enjoyed. I did watch that, but it was oh, it was you? like completely under the radar. Yeah, yeah, it was a good drama. It's a two thousand and nine drama, and it's it's low key, but really, it feels like a Park Yonsun drama. Actually, I don't know who wrote it. Let's see, Park Jisuk. Yeah, I didn't finish it, but I remember enjoying what I watched of it. Mm. That was also the first year of my drama addiction. So. <laughs> oh, so it was a new drama when you watched it. Wow. It was airing, yeah. So then I just kind of got distracted. But yeah, her uh, last role was in uh, Moment at 18, which I know Boroma said was really good. Yes. I didn't realize that was uh, Kim Hyungi then. Actually, I didn't realize Kim Hyungi was that Kim Hyungi. <laughs> She's so big. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's still a baby. She's only 20. I'm looking at the poster for Hearty Paws. It's so cute. Yeah, but watch it be one of those animal movies that, like, rips out your heart and, like, throws it out the window and, like, crushes it. Because, you know, animal movies always do that. Oh, you're right. There's a sudden accident in it. Okay. Man, I watched Benji when I was growing up. And I was like, oh, animal movies cannot be trusted. Yes. They really can't. My favorite animal movie is Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> the animated version? Yes. Where Robin Hood is the fox? Yes. It's the only version in my heart. <laughs> it's like the one Disney thing that I am absolutely familiar with and I know all the songs and I probably know all the dialogue as well. And we have family in-jokes for that that nobody understands but wow. us. Like when someone leaves the house, we're like, come again on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so if you get that you've watched robin hood too much okay let's let's move on that was a that was a fun <laughs> that was a fun detour though <laughs> and the next one is a sports drama i really like sports dramas just saying so this one is called racket boys and this will air towards the end of the month on may the 24th uh, it's a Monday Tuesday drama airing on SBS and Netflix. This is also a seventy-minute show. They're so long. <laughs> mm, yeah, I just don't. I just why? <laughs> yeah. but, I also I didn't mean, mind the long episodes and run on. I have to say, but it's a rare drama that will make me be okay with seventy-minute episodes. Yeah, um, like the drama has to make you forget that you've been there that long. Yes, and this exactly. is a sixteen-episode show as well. So this one stars uh, Kim Sang Young, Onara, Tang Jun Sang again, uh, Son Sang Yeon, and Che Che Hyun Uk, uh, and Kim Kang Un. It's a big, it's a, an ensemble drama. There's lots of people in it, and it tells the story of sixteen-year-old boys and girls from Henam Middle School growing up, dreaming of becoming idols in the badminton world in a faraway rural area. Uh, Onara plays Rayongja, who was a legendary badminton player. She now coaches a middle school badminton team. She has charisma as a coach. The badminton team consists of 
these teenagers who are not very good. And the team grows as they take part in a junior athletic competition. This sounds really heartwarming. It does. Underdog. You said it was a, yeah, like it's a sports drama. It's also like a coming of age school drama. Mm. And it's also like a countryside underdog drama. So it's just like got all the underdogs. (laughs) It's got everything. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds lovely. I see no way for this to go wrong. I hope. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) You should never say that. You're right. But this is the writer of Prison Playbook, which is very promising. Yes. And yeah, I mean, ensemble dramas are, I don't imagine that they're easy to write well, but if you've got Prison Playbook in in your portfolio, I believe that this drama can do it too. Yes. Go Ducks. We have faith in you. (laughs) Also, like, we we don't normally see middle schoolers. We see a lot of high school Mm. dramas. So this sounds like it'll be cute. I hope so. Um, Although, like, middle school is hell. So there's that, too. But hopefully it will be on the cute side of that spectrum and not on the realistic middle school is terrible spectrum. It sounds heartwarming. It does. (laughs) I think Let's stick with that. Yeah, we've gotten so used to sort of, like, plunging downhill that we're just like bracing ourselves for before it even also i kind of love that it's badminton because that's like the least aggressive sport it's ever it's like so low-key right yeah you it's wouldn't great. think of that as like it's like tennis without stakes except you know obviously professional badminton players will um be coming for me right now but <laughs> Yeah, you've offended, like, all of them. There are so many. Well, well I'm saying this from the uh, perspective of someone who was never able to hit the ball in tennis, but actually managed to play badminton. This is why I love being badminton, overly because it's actually, like, slow enough for me to keep up right? with my non-sports. I can see it coming. Yeah, exactly. It's not like a 60-mile-an-hour volley. It's also, it's, like, not sweaty. You're just, like, leisurely. Like, it's great. You're just, like, enjoying yourself in the backyard, you know. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's a sport you can just enjoy at a slow, non-athletic pace. Exactly. As a non-athlete. And not feel ashamed that, like, you can't hit that ball. Or shuttlecock, as... So it's it's kind of adorable that they're, like, middle schoolers who can't hit the shuttlecock. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's right. gonna be cute. I've decided it's gonna be adorable. That's that's okay, my final word. Let's watch this one. <laughs> What's next? Next is Crazy X in Town. So, like the literal uh, title is like this neighborhood's Crazy X, and the X just stands for like a person, but it can also be like standing in for a curse word. So, oh, um, really? Yeah. I was thinking X like an EXX, although the title is just like an X. No, it's like X. So, and it stands yeah. for both of the leaves. They can't see you doing the Xing. Right. Well, I am making an X with my hand. That you Every time Anissa said X, she's she's doing the, the, the X symbol with her hands. I don't know. Okay. I just. Um, and it's it's airing on Daum Kakao TV. It's, a tw- it's actually 25 minutes and 13 episodes, which is. A strange number, but it stars Oh Yun So and Jung Woo, also known as Trash Oppa from <laughs> Reply 1994. It's about two people with their own painful stories who go through a complicated process of hurting and healing while falling in love with each other. Jung Woo plays No Huyo, a detective in the violent crimes division of the Gangnam Police Station. He thinks that he is doing well until his life suddenly takes a turn and he becomes a crazy person who can't hold in his anger about anything. 
crazy is in quotation marks. <laughs> I don't know if that matters. Oh Yun So plays Yi Ming Kyung, a woman who is caught up in her own delusions and compulsions. She had lived an ordinary life as a pretty woman with a respectable job. Why is a pretty woman always a character description? Anyway, until that incident, in quotation marks, that caused everything in her life to break down. As a result, she was unable to trust anyone and is caught in a prison of her own making. Don't we her delusions also have the unfortunate side effect of making everyone else around her angry. Well, sounds like she's a mess. There sounds like they're both messes. And oh that's, yeah, that's true. I yeah, forgot about the first paragraph. That's the reason for the title because they're both kind of dealing with some stuff. But it also doesn't sound. I mean, if you think like, for example, anime episodes, they are about twenty-three minutes, and like a good five minutes of that is credits, and they are around you know thirteen episodes on a standard season. So format-wise, that's plenty of room to tell a full story. Yeah. And I mean, uh, A Love So Beautiful was 20 episodes, but it also had, it was also a cacao TV drama with 25 minute episodes. And it's mm. like, a, it's a nice, light, kind of bite-sized episode length. Like you don't feel that you have to overly commit to, but you, which is the point of these cacao t- uh, TV dramas, isn't it? That you can watch it casually and still get your fix. Yeah. And it's airing three days a week. Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, which is also different. But the the thirteen episode run is not a multiple of three. <laughs> no, that's why I was just like, what? So it's like weird. The, the extra episode in there is uh, interesting. Mm. But also, that's like, so you're gonna get like four weeks of three episodes, and then you're just gonna have to and wait for the finale. You. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I I mean, these actors are very good. I'm not really crazy about the premise. I'm always interested when there's a character playing a, a violent crimes detective and it's jung so A detective of violent crimes with an anger problem. Oh, okay. Maybe that, hmm, that, that adds... That, yeah, that's that not really something that I want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. I did really love him in 94. He was really, really good in that. You and everybody else. <laughs> well, I mean, no, because there was a humongous shipping war... And everybody wanted... Wasn't um, everyone on his side? No, oh, wait, they all was... wanted Chilbongi to be the, oh, the male lead. Oh, this that one? Oh, and okay. I was, and I was but so But he was certain. the one who ended up... Okay, I was I so it. certain from, like, episode two that he was endgame. And I was like, why is everyone getting so excited? Like, I knew that <laughs> Jungwoo was going to be the, the male lead, and he was. And people were so angry. And, like, even now, there's a lot of people who don't like this drama for that reason. So... <laughs> Well, I mean that that dra- those dramas formats were very manipulative. That it's way, extremely so. manipulative. Yeah, like they give you too much. They give you so much room to root for the person who's not going to end up with the main. I think they instigated the shipping wars on purpose. Yeah. They, oh, they absolutely yeah. did, and which is why, like, I didn't really bother to watch eighty eight when I realized it was going to be the same. Who's the husband? Yeah, I just I stopped at ninety seven. I didn't go further than that when. Yeah, and it's a shame because like it's good good enough show without it. Like you don't yeah, need that. Yeah, you don't need. Yeah, you don't need to be jerked around. Exactly. Don't so. do that. That's disrespectful to your viewers. Yep. But speaking of reply actor people, the next drama is <laughs> the last drama of the month is My Roommate Is a Gumiho, which airs on May twenty sixth. 16 episodes, Wednesday-Thursday drama on TVN. Um, These are 60-minute episodes as well. And the stars of this show are Jang Kyung, Harry, who... (coughs) Kim Do-won and Bae So, 
<laughs> Jang Yung plays Shinuyo, who is a handsome and sp- smart professor. Look, handsome is part of his character description too. <laughs> He's also a 999-year-old Gumiho, which is a nine-tailed fox. That's a lot of nines. That's a lot of nines. <laughs> Uh, to become a human, he collects human energy in a bead. Soon he's set to become a human. Meanwhile, Edam, who is played by Harry, whom I do not love, is a university student. One day, her drunk friend falls asleep on top of an expensive car. She apologises to Shinuya, who is the car owner. Meanwhile, Edam struggles to take her friend away. Is this like the whole first episode? <laughs> Shinuyo gives her a hand. An accident happens that changes their fate. Shinuyo's bead falls out of his mouth. Oh no! And Edam unintentionally swallows it. The bead can in- exist inside of a human for no more than one year and afterwards it will break inside the person. And then the person will die. And the Gumiho will lose his chance to become a human. Oh, this is serious business. Shinuyo explains to Edam their predicament and suggests that they should live together until they figure out a solution. Ah, forced cohabitation. Edam, who has never had a boyfriend in her life, now lives with Shinuyo. That's certainly one way to get to a cohabitation drama. (laughs) Uh, Oh, but like, I mean, actually the story sounds really good. It sounds heavy. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Why would you ruin a good drama with a person who can't act? Can she act now? I don't know. I haven't seen her um, in a while. I, I just, I would watch it if it were not for her. Just I watch two watch episodes her. and then make a decision. I just can't watch her. I mean, I did want to see Jung Kyung in something. So that's too bad. I don't know. So are you going to check out two dramas and then make a decision? Two episodes? I might. Two episodes, it, it sounds. Yes. It sounds... It sounds cute. It depends on the writers, too. Who oh, are the writers? So this, one of the writers worked uh. on What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, which was not mm. such a hit with me, but they also, she also worked on A Poem a Day, which I loved. Oh, And the yes. other writer did Touch Your Heart, What's Wrong with Secretary Kim, and A Poem a Day. Oh, so it's, it's that mm. team. It's this drinking yes. solo Poem a Day team. I mean, that makes me feel like it would so be good. So it could be good. Yeah. Now it's just up to her. Honestly, I'm like I'm like more willing to take a chance if the writer is someone that I like somewhat trust, even if the mm. actors are not, because you know it could work. We hope. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> also, like I'm not making any commitments to anything because I always say I'm gonna check this out and then I never do, um, and then I have to become a liar. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I mean, you could be a well a well intentioned person who is just not managed to uh, yeah, live up to your ex- except it's like recorded for posterity <laughs> so. well, again no one's ever come after us about what we've said we've watched we'd watch and haven't that's true so. our listeners are too good to us <laughs> that or they just don't care probably the latter <laughs> like you watch whatever you have time to watch i'm gonna watch what i want anyway yeah i do feel like this is gonna be a popular one though it's such a fun uh plot and like the concept is really fun and gumihos tend to be just really enjoyable whichever way you do them this is and true. it's about time and the last gumiho drama was like was kind of dark and this yes. is gonna be like more of a you know like a funny kind of rom-com fantasy more kind of my girlfriend is a gumiho right kind of exactly type. exactly yeah. almost exactly because doesn't she end up moving in with him in my girlfriend is gumiho as well 
I believe so. I think she just stalks to, him. To stay He's close to, to his away. liver. She she wants to like <laughs> eat his liver, so she like wants to stay close to him. And he provides her meat. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So That's the similar Shinmina drama. In yeah. case anyone's not familiar with it, and if you're not familiar with it, go and watch it because that I I don't know. I think that would age fairly well. He was kind of a knob. He was a jerk. Yeah, yes. I did not like him. But, but if she you go was in there liking Isengi because, like, I didn't even know who he was then, so I didn't enjoy him in that drama at all until the second half. And Shinmina is wonderful. She is mm. really good. Yeah, she's like a perfect Gumiho. Like she yeah. has that like otherworldly characteristic to her that really works. Like uh, in Arang as well. She does mm. the same. I mean, she could let her dimples do the work, but she doesn't. And you've got to respect that. That's true. <laughs> she doesn't use her dimple privilege. All right. I think that's it for us. That for brings us to the end of the month. Yep. Yes. So, as always, tell us what you're watching and enjoying. And if there's something that is airing that we absolutely must watch, we rely on your feedback. <laughs> And if you want to talk to us, you can find us on Twitter at Dramas Overflow. And you can follow us individually. Um, you can find me at NotNafSaya. And you can find me on Twitter at Anisa Khalifa underscore. And you can find us on Instagram at Dramas Over Flowers underscore. And you can email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. And please email us because we are doing a mailbag special for our 100th episode. And we want to hear your questions, so send us whatever questions that you have, even if it's, like, fun and silly and weird. Or it can be serious. Whatever. We'll answer as many of them as we can. Mm -hmm. And if you want to follow us on Facebook, just search Dramas Over Flowers. And you can find us on the internet at dramasoverflowers.net, where we write stuff sometimes. Dramas Over Flowers is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>